a new task amendment act this year we have interest duty amendment act 2023 at 1093 that introduces that that amendment has actually replaced the first shadow and stakeholders in the upstream petroleum sector call for optimization of domestic gas production and utilization with clear pricing policies to incentivize exploration exploration is way the graphic business and big bank breakfast meeting make a strong case for further expenditure exploration exploration is way the graphic business and big bank breakfast meeting make a strong case for further expenditure. You beg. You beg. Yeah, we beg. We beg. Stop digressing. Now we beg. You now, sing any now, song. We are, we are quiet. Okay. I'm listening. Economic indicators as, you know, key focus running parallel. These and more coming up shortly. Please stay with us. Thanks for choosing us. A look at our stories now. And the Customs Division of the Ghana Revenue Authority in Tema has held its first joint consultative committee forum after a long break due to the COVID-19 pandemic. During the meeting in Tema, the committee introduced a new tax amendment act called the GRA Excise Duty Amendment Act 2023, also known as Act 1093. Now, this act will amend, uh, will bring amendment to some taxes, including adjustments to tax stamps on certain local and imported goods. Our correspondent, Elvis Washington, was present at the JCC meeting and has this report. Certain local and imported goods. Our correspondent, Elvis Washington, was present at the JCC meeting and has this report. You know, my favorite rap line all right yeah. yeah so when i go on this show one of these i make an attempt yeah but but when when daniel was saying he was closing his eyes i don't know where if they yeah. were coming from the eyes or the mouth yeah no no this is just for the show the name is fento but you can call me mr fentman that's the uo National Security Officers and the GPHA, among others. The purpose of this meeting was to discuss new guidelines, policies, and regulations introduced at the port and addressed for excise duty for some of the products. And it has also changed the charging method for some of the products. In a detailed presentation to all attendees, Mr. Anto highlighted the items affected by the new tax stamp. So, the new products that have come in, uh, we have fruit juices being introduced to excise so currently we have excise duty of 20 percent since may on fruit juices and we also have introduced excise duty on excise duty of 20 percent since may on fruit juices and we also have introduced excise duty on champions league game situ i swear okay it was like the teams were operating at like an extraterrestrial level, the same level, but the level was like 
one is gone. Up. Up. My brother, like you want to say there's coaching with the small C and then there's capital C coaching. Yes. Yeah. There is, no, yeah, there, there, there is coaching and there is training. <laughs> there are coaches and there are trainers. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. And there are trainer scouts. But on a more serious note, that was one of which is previously we had exercise duty on only carbonated soft drinks. Currently, all soft drinks, all sweetened beverages attract exercise duty. As I said, was only on carbonated soft drinks. The rate was 17 per And then from the 1st of October, enforcement at all the entry points will begin. So if the soft drinks, the rate was 17 per And then from the 1st of October, enforcement at all the entry points will begin. So if... Products were charged at stamp, and then from 1st October to the end of December, that is 31st of December, that is the transitional period, meaning that all the products currently on the market coming after the local currency lost 0.43% to the American greenback last week. There's more in this report. Demand for US dollar continued to outstrip supply despite a slowing inflation. This caused the city to fall to levels seen in the second quarter of 2023. The central bank provided $20 million in the 36th bi-weekly foreign exchange auction to the bulk oil distribution companies. But this was insufficient to slow down the rising corporate demand. The local currency lost marginally to the U.S. dollar last week. Conversely, it gained 0.17% to the pound but remained stable against the euro. So far this year, the city has lost about 11.6%, out 22% to the American greenback. Now discussions at the graphic business stamping bank breakfast meeting today are making a strong case for further expenditure cuts to match the country's current economic situation. They stated that current development in the economy shows that the country is in crisis. Economist at the University of Ghana Business School, Professor Ejapoma Jaketa, who says government must show more commitment. We have tried to put in certain policies that would help revive our economy. But I... Economists in recent times have been asking government to be heavy on addressing the microeconomic challenges affecting Ghana's economy. This, they believe, will consolidate government efforts in tackling challenges affecting the macroeconomic side of the Ghanaian economy. They're asking government to show more commitment in that regard. We have put us back to where we expect to be. Then, in the end, they are not, you are not going to be realizing the kind of revenue 
that you want to realize. And we've seen ages that have been imposed on them. As, as our economy is predominantly um, informal, and so when the taxes over and over again, and that puts a huge burden on, on those people who are paying the taxes. Chief Executive Officer of Petrosol, Michael Bosenbelt, said businesses are worried about the current development in the economy. In moments of crisis, especially take a family setting, the focus is on food for the children. It's on basic needs. If you are, if you are flying, you're, there, you're on air. And there's some emergency. Whether you're in business class, you are in economy, that is not working. That is not working. You are requesting for some special you because you're in business class or because you're in first class. At that moment, please follow the emergency rules. Dean at the University of Cape Coast Business School more to bring down the current situation under control. So what should be critical for us is that the IMF to other creditors. Because when we procure debt, we need to be asking ourselves whether the, 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 the large number of debt that we have, uh, you know, the program we have brought on board uh, for the country. That is a critical thing that taxation drive to save businesses in the country. When we are talking about taxation, we have in other developed economies. You see, so if you pay high tax and you know that whatever is going to call you from, you know, your extended family to say that I have this problem and I need help. Because if there's someone who is unemployed, the person can easily access unemployment benefits, you know. So, 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 so these are, these are the, 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 the areas that I think once we match both and we are increasing the tax rate, nobody will have any problem. Moving on, economist Professor Peter Quarte has criticized Parliament for relaxing the Fiscal Responsibility Act. Professor Peter Quarte said Parliament has failed in checking government spending. His report. The development dialogue focused on the country's debt situation and how the country can overcome the burden leading into an election year, commenting on the losses recorded by the Bank of Ghana and the role played by stakeholders. Professor Akorte expressed disappointment over the suspension of the Fiscal Responsibility Act without any time limit. He thinks Parliament can go back to make some amends in their next session. You give timeline that, yes, okay, I'm giving you one year. Come back again, let's review the situation. COVID is not going to be, has not been with us forever. As we speak now, no, none of us are wearing masks. So why should you give somebody a blanket uh, relaxation or blanket check. So that's where for me I find that uh, it's wrong. Parliament should have given them less than a year. Then the following year they ask whether we need to put it back or perhaps a lower rate is put in place. And then they have oversight responsibility of our uh, finances. They have the right to haul the finance minister to parliament. They have the right to haul 
the Bank of Ghana, uh, the governor to parliament. Mm. Professor Augustine Fosu from the Economics Division of ISE stressed the need for governments to raise more revenue before spending in an election year. All over the place, spend, spend, spend. And so in the final analysis, what are you going to have? You're going to have a disequilibrium situation where you end up spending much more than you tax, not just cyclically, but also over time. And that is what is responsible for our debt situation. The theme for the dialogue is Ghana's public debt management, facts, impacts, and the way forward. Now, the Ghana Upstream Petroleum Chamber is calling for the optimization of domestic gas production and utilization with clear pricing policies. According to Chief Executive of the Chamber, David Ampo, for the oil and gas industry is heavily untapped and needs to be explored further to realize its full potential. He was speaking at the annual Ghana Oil and Gas Conference. Ghana's total oil production since 2010 stands 560 million barrels, while the total gas production since 2014 is at 1.2 trillions of cubic feet. According to some players in the oil and gas industry, the sector could produce more if the country's reserves are incentivized. In an interview, Chief Executive of the Ghana Upstream Petroleum Chamber, David Ampofo, said the country needs to increase exploration activities in the sector. We want our reports to always end up with a focus. So at the end of the report, we are saying, what do we need to do? And we identify two or three things. Don't let's look for too many things. One is we want to incentivize exploration. Exploration is where it all begins. If you explore, you find oil, you develop it, you produce it. If you don't find any, you're not doing anything. Okay, I mean, look, you, you heard that just two weeks ago we had 30,000 barrels. It's coming from the old, good old Jubilee field. Thank God for it. But we need more of it. You can see the activity is very limited. You know, how do we incentivize exploration? What are we doing wrong? What could we do right, let me put it that way, to get more and more investment? Foreign investment and local investment. When I talk about investment, I'm talking about both foreign and local investors. Of course, the magnitude of some of our, our tasks require huge sums of money that can only come from large companies. But working together, we go on. So that's a recommendation. And Government also reiterated its commitment to closing infrastructure gaps in the oil and gas industry to help the sector realize its full potential. The Minister of Energy, Dr. Matthew Opokuprempe, in a speech read on his behalf, said government is working to close the gap to attract more investments into the sector. The government is also working hard to close infrastructure gaps, to improve the markets, and ensure that we get the most out of our hydrocarbon resources. The success of Ghana's and Africa's oil and gas industry in the energy transition era are dependent on collaboration to ease the necessary funding and establish adequate infrastructure and markets both in in-country and at the continental level. Partnerships must be formed between governments, between governments and private businesses, private businesses and national oil companies across the continent. In light of this, the government decided with the support of parliament to join the Africa Petroleum Producers Organization in August 2022. 
the chamber to address constraints facing the industry. Jesse Aram Abakpo's report read to you. Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving <laughs> welcome to the smart world of ecobank download ecobank mobile from google play store or the app store and discover the smart way to bank ecobank the pan-african bank so i came home earlier than i normally would that fateful monday after work and to my surprise I saw my husband and my mother having sex in our living room. I had always suspected my wife. I felt she had something doing with my little brother. And I walked into a room one day and there they were making out. And this is my blood brother. My husband who is a banker, will not have sex with me because I denied him my earnest. Is he gay? I've been wondering. What is your story? What secret is eating you up? Why are you having continual sleepless nights? Do you need help? Share your story on our powerful new series where real people share their deepest secrets on Prime Morning beginning this September. Drop your stories on our WhatsApp number 055-157-5757. Remember, a problem shared is a problem half solved and every problem has a solution.
Welcome back. Now, Head of Civil Service of Ghana, Dr. Evan Sagridako, has reiterated the need for lapses within Ghana's digitalization agenda be addressed to support data-driven decisions within the public sector. According to him, Ghana needs a holistic approach in its digitalization drive to ensure effective and efficient public service space. He was speaking at the graduation ceremony of the first Dig Smart training program held for directors, managers and officers of various ministries. Public and private sector players over the years have been urged to cultivate a digital-first culture and develop visionary leaders who are adept at navigating tech policy. The $1.2 million program is to build the digital skills of public sector workers to accelerate digital transformation for service delivery. Dr. Evans agreed that expressed optimism of how such initiative can aid in bringing efficiency. So the connection is there. So an appreciation of, of the value, the utility of technology for me is critical for the leaders that we have. Because if I say, as, as I said yesterday, if you have a leader who himself or herself is congenital ignoramus, he doesn't see anything good about technology you are introducing. Technology as a threat to his or her survival at the workplace is dangerous. And I'm happy you people are you know, taking this seriously. So colleagues, a digital mindset is a holistic approach that covers the following key aspects. Adaptability, and I, I saw some of them here. Continuous learning, very important. Data-driven decisions. And I have argued that if you are going to formulate public policies based on guesswork, one conclusion is certain, implementation nightmares. You can guarantee that. So we want decisions that are data-driven, evidence-based, and that, for me, will be actually be properly you know, positioned to address the problems of society. Communications Minister Esla Owusu also stressed the need for a collaboration and a deepening of relationship for the private and public sector to drive such a digitization agenda. The uptake of a lot of digital tools, applications, and services particularly in the private sector, but we seem to have forgotten that we need a responsive, agile civil service to also assist us in the delivery of our mandate so that if you can retrieve documents quicker, get information quicker, and, and analyze the data better, it helps in your own decision-making. But if information is scattered in silos, even seeing trends is difficult. DigiSmart is a flagship program for TBI Digital Academy and the first of its kind to be developed and brought to three African countries, starting with Ghana as a pioneer and followed by Malawi and Senegal in 2023. And that's our show for tonight. More news when you log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. I am Beverly Broom. Do enjoy the rest of our programs.